With us today is Senator Ted Budd, and uh, he's a U.S. Senator from uh, North Carolina on many committees, and he is very concerned on what's going on in our country. Senator Budd, uh, tell us your, what keeps you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, the more I see what Joe Biden's doing to our country, uh, what's coming across our border, and look, this is not just about the awful drug trafficking. This is not about just the human trafficking. Uh, these are people on the terrorist watch list that are coming across uh, and then when I see the things that Biden is doing to shut down our economy rather than to grow our economy when it comes to energy, uh, when it comes to overregulation, when I see the appointees he's putting in place, there's a lot to keep me up at night. And uh, I tell you, it's an honor to serve the people of North Carolina, but hopefully the people here in New York will get some of the benefit as well. Uh, I understand uh, in the last week or so, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the nominee that uh, President Biden put up for the FCC all of a sudden withdrew uh, from uh, uh, being considered. What happened there? Yes, she did. So this is Gigi Sohn, S-O-H-N, and we, uh, we, I interviewed her. And you see somebody that has some ethical challenges. Uh, they have somebody that didn't recuse themselves from, uh, uh, from certain investments and certain involvements. You see somebody that has a, uh, a very left of center. Very, I mean, this is not somebody that, uh, uh, like our friend here, Richard, that's a common sense Democrat. This is somebody that's a, very far to the radical left. And really wants to get in there. And if she's in there, she'll, it's, it's two to two right now. But if she's in there, it would break the quorum and really let the Biden administration put in a lot of very left-wing policies when it comes to communication, which is what we're doing right now on air. I understand. And I also understand that uh, uh, the FAA nominee uh, got shot down. Or what happened there? Yeah, well, let's, let's differentiate between the acting FAA administrator, uh, uh, Bill Nolan, who's doing a great job, uh, Billy Nolan, uh, he's flown, you know, three air for three airlines. He's an experienced pilot. He's a good administrator. Somebody like that uh, would be somebody that would probably, with flying colors, get nominated. But somebody that, like Phil Washington, comes up, and this is somebody who served our, no our nation honorably, 24 years in the military, but he knows nothing about aviation. Uh, I asked him seven questions. You can find it online, and, and it just seems he doesn't know anything. He answered. He was zero for seven. Uh, and this is somebody that just wants to get in there and push diversity and equity and inclusion. He knows about buses in Los Angeles. He knows about buses in Denver. I think he had a, a gig running the Denver International Airport, but didn't wasn't directly involved in the aviation side. And number one issue is safety, and this certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't be doing that if he was in place at FAA. Understood. I understand China. Uh, China is uh, uh, talked Saudi Arabia into having diplomatic relations with Iran. Are we going, I mean, which way are we going? You can't make this stuff up. And I want to walk this backwards to August of 2021. So a year and a half ago, when Biden does the precipitous withdrawal, chaotic, sad withdrawal from Afghanistan, what that telegraphed to China, Iraq, uh, excuse me, Iran, uh, uh, the whole Middle East, they're wondering if we're a reliable partner, and it showed American weakness. And it gave Putin permission to jump in, a, a tacit permission to invade Ukraine. Uh, now our partners that have been for 75 years, our allies in the Middle East, are wondering, look, are you there for us? And are they going to be there you know, for us as well? So it's very, very confusing. Uh, and American weakness is really the problem here. And that's exactly the policy of Joe Biden. It looks like uh, how I, the nicest way I could say it, the Saudis don't trust President Biden. No, they really don't. I Look, mean, he went of, there begging for more oil. 
They gave him 100,000 barrels uh, after he's begging them and gave him a pardon on that other murder. The prince went traveling after that. Then two weeks later, he cuts 2 million barrels a day. What we have to look at is our national interest. And are we going to put our Western Judeo-Christian values and, and force them to live by those standards? Absolutely not. Do they do things we disagree with? Do they make mistakes? Yes. But can we do a better job managing our relationships around the world? Absolutely. But you, you do it from a position of strength, and you don't do it from a position of weakness. And when you, when you clamp down on businesses, when you clamp down on energy, you make it hard on the American consumer, it makes us weaker around the world. You know, it's chaotic inside America right now. It's chaotic outside. But peace through strength always works. It's good for families. It's good for our country. It's good for our border. And uh, Joe Biden and his nominees are asleep at the switch. Now, also, a couple of days ago, uh, they, uh, the uh, uh, Saudis were convinced, um, probably by the Chinese, to, to invest $5 billion in uh, the Central Bank of Turkey. And what I'm saying now is China forming a, an alliance, a different alliance uh, of, of, you know, whether it's India, Pakistan, Russia, uh, Saudi, et cetera, et cetera, against the, the West. Well, when you look at their 2030 plan, their Belt and Road Initiative, they want to be they want to have anchors all around the world. If that's just to the south of us, whether it's in Mexico or Central or South America, whether it's in Africa on west and east coast of Africa or, or in India, they are looking to make us not the only game in town, and they hope to replace us. And by golly, if we don't lead with peace through strength and, and um, economic strength, then, uh, then they will be successful, and it will be um, a very different world if they get their way. And so we have to realize that we need allies around the world, and we do that through military and economic strength. On uh, Friday, there was a lot of turmoil in the markets uh, where uh, the FDIC finally uh, uh, closed down that, uh, that bank in California involved with crypto. Um, is the FDIC, I guess, uh, uh, I guess they're committed to keep our, uh, our, our banking system going. Yeah, this is something that, you know, we do a lot of things off committee and the financial services uh, committee on the House side is, you know, where I was able to serve for six years. Our team's tracking this, and, you know, I don't want to say that I'm the expert on this one, but very, very concerning. And is this a triggering event for something else? We sure hope not. And, uh, but, again, we got to get back to economic strength. Uh, I, I, look, I'm, I'm for uh, cryptocurrencies, but you got to set up some clarity and some guardrails. Uh, you don't want this technology developed in China. You want it developed here in the U.S. Uh, with the right U.S. regulatory structure on it. We got a minute or so left. Uh, uh, what do you think uh, uh, the American people are most worried about? I mean, uh, inflation was going crazy. Oil has come down, and hopefully other products will come down. But th th there's a war, and we talked about it the other day. There's a war going on between countries that want $100 oil because they, their whole economy is based on that versus countries that need $65, $70 oil to, like our country uh, to keep, the, keep uh, everything going the right way. Look, it wasn't too many years ago, maybe two, three years ago, that we were net exporters of oil here in the U.S., including liquid petroleum. So we know how to produce. And we're fine uh, with cheaper oil than we see right now. Uh, and we do. West Texas is great. Uh, Alaska is great. We've got a huge project right now that we hope the Biden administration doesn't clamp down on. 
all that stuff affects inflation, which is the number one issue that I talked about in all 100 counties in North Carolina. The second is crime. Uh, we have to protect in the rule of law, whether that's here in the city or whether that's back in North Carolina. And the other is education. People just want their kids to be taught. They're concerned uh, that there's a weaponization of education, that people aren't being, that their kids aren't being taught what they need to, uh, to be great Americans. It's very concerned. Inflation, crime, education are the main three things we heard. Uh, Senator, I agree with you 100%. Thank you for everything you do for our country, and, and uh, God bless you, and we hope that we can talk to you again in the near future. God bless, John. Thanks.